are back with Crossing the Axis, the biz side of video production, film production, whatever you want to call it. And this is Max Kaiser. I am a 15-year veteran of the commercial and corporate industry, as well as now I'm making software for video production. You can find it at videopipeline.io. But none of that is nearly as important as my guest that I have today. My guest is my old friend, Aaron Straight of Soulcraft All-Stars. Aaron, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks so much, Max. I really appreciate it. This is awesome. So glad that you're doing this. <laughs> well, thank you for, thanks for doing it. I know it's always hard to, to drag people out of our work, but it is also, as we were just saying, one of our favorite things just to kind of, you know, talk shop with, with folks in the industry. And it's just so much fun, but Soulcraft is special. Um, in my mind, it stands out because they, they literally do well by doing well. Um, and I know that's kind of a hackneyed phrase at this point, but they honestly live it. They do just tons of fantastic work. And, and a lot of that work is, uh, work with the nonprofit sector, um, which if any of you have worked with, will know, um, it is just a great part of the business to work with some of the best clients out there and some of the best work that makes you feel really good. So, um, up from there, I'll, I'm really going to turn it over to Aaron and Aaron, if you could just tell us a little bit about who, who you work with, um, yeah. where Soulcraft is right now, and then we'll back up and talk about. Where sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Soulcraft All-Stars, is, we're really a storytelling agency for people on the planet. And we were kind of born out of my passion for social justice, coming out of the music industry into film and my, my love of adventure and travel and really a lifelong dream to get paid to be creative and do what I call live for a living. And, and it's just been this kind of magical journey um, that has been um, a rocky road, but one that has built us from, you know, the earliest days of recognizing that what really drew me to storytelling was being able to create some sort of positive change and to be able to impact lives directly um, and impact the way things went down on our planet. And um, I was never drawn to Hollywood. I was never drawn to that side. I was always deeply fascinated with the people who were doing the real work. And, um, and then also finding um, those stories that could help us do better. And so not just working with nonprofits, which has been a great thing. You know, we've worked with lots of nonprofits and foundations from, you know, groups like Heifer International on a global storytelling project on the, the sources of hunger and poverty to you know, working closely with the Gates Foundation throughout Africa and Central America, um, working with uh, you know in Haiti uh, on on a seven year humanitarian and conservation uh, project that's been absolutely quite a, a, an incredible uh, journey and very very challenging and and also uh, you know really rewarding um, in ways that we did not expect. Um, but we also work with a lot of really uh, social enterprises as we describe them. And I really believe in that. I believe in the B Corps mission. I believe, you know, we've worked with them and their original storytelling. And we've worked with all these organizations that are for-profit companies that believe that they can use the power of business um, to do the right thing and, and, and contribute to their communities, contribute to society and make the world a better place while making a, a living and making a, a profit. And that's also been extraordinary. So, 
and yeah, I, can tell, I can tell you people that he's he's not making this shit up because like when i first <laughs> met aaron you know i think it was about 10 or no it was probably about 12 13 years ago and he was you know he was i think he was looking for a job of our current company and he's talking about making uh videos for fair trade coffee or something and i was just like what the hell are you talking about this is long before anyone was talking about fair trade and i was like what are you talking about fair trade coffee man i'm you know and and he was always uh, you were always so um this was always part of what you did and even when you wound up going to work at trifilm uh, you you kind of convinced them, hey, guy, they, they were kind of just doing regular corporate and commercial. And if I recall right, you kind of got them started going down this road. And you were like, hey, I, I think we can make this work. And they're like, well, show me the, you know, show me how it passes yeah. out. Totally. Um, and you did. I mean, you turned it into yeah. a majorly financially successful uh, part of that company, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, that was a that was a quite an quite a journey in itself. And I think that, you know, the world hadn't quite woken up to the idea that you could tell stories about um, real change and um, with both nonprofits, foundations and social enterprises, and that be a viable business. And, right. um, and so, you know, Mark Dickinson over at Trifilm uh, believed in that mission. Um, we set a course and we had a lot of wins. We did a lot of great work, but ultimately ended up doing a lot of work with the Gates Foundation and with uh, Bill's think tank and a lot. And like I said, Heifer International, a bunch of organizations like that. And, um, you know, it really it really was eye opening for a lot of people that this was a a, a journey that you could go on. And um, and ultimately, that's really always been my passion. And it was part of what led me to, to ultimately start Soulcraft All Stars is really that I wanted an, uh, a storytelling agency that was completely committed to that. And that um, that also we weren't just film, that we were thinking about storytelling through all the different tools available to us. Because um, I really believe that there's so much, there's so much that can be done to engage people creatively in the world we live in. And video and film are, are very powerful tools, but you know, some of my favorite work is tremendous photography or excellent writing or you know, great podcasts or um, you know, even what we call storytelling websites or great design branding. And, and we've helped our clients in kind of what we describe as like a 360 degree storytelling model, be able to do that and, and engage the, their intended audience in a way that reaches them on all these different levels. And it's, well, it's so fun. Yeah. Let's talk about some of the specifics. Uh, let's talk about the, the we, we, you got, you, we got three that come to mind, the Haiti project, uh, the Louisiana project and the Alaska project. And if we could just talk just briefly about each one um, and how sure. they sort of uh, embody this, this values-based uh, storytelling and what the input's been and what the output's been and what the results have been from it. Yeah, totally. And I, th and I think, um, you know, as you well know, Max, like every project is so unique yeah. and, and this is part of the fun of it. And also the part of like the, the hair pulling experience is that you feel like, oh, I've been in this industry for, you know, 15, 20 years or whatever. Uh, don't we know everything at this point? And you never do. You always have to learn more and you always are going to be hit with a new challenge. And so each one of those projects and the, some of the other projects I'll, I'll, I'll reference, like yeah. they bring their own unique challenges. So the work we've been doing in Haiti, we, it started out with a project that we did with World Vision and Microsoft and another group called NetHope right after the earthquakes. But 
being there, we were being driven around in you know, SUVs with arm guards and people are literally on the street chasing down water trucks of plastic bags, trying to get water. And, and, and I was just like, this is so incredibly heartbreaking. And I feel like an asshole sitting here in this vehicle with, with arm guards. Like, why are they protecting me? This is stupid. This is not how I want to participate. Um, had nothing to do with those organizations. They were just trying to keep us safe. But I, I swore that I'd never return unless we were actually part of uh, the effort with people alongside them uh, and doing something that had some sort of long-term impact and, and address some of the root causes of what was going on. And, and you know, we, we didn't have the, the money to be able to, you know, to, and, and, and the, uh, the support to be able to completely transform Haiti. Like no one's been able to do that, but we, we picked a small community um, and that, that partners of ours, the, environmental protection in the Caribbean had been working in um, where an endangered bird had been found. And these scientists found this endangered bird that it's thought to be extinct. They found it up in this tiny forest up on a mountain. Uh, as it turned out, one of the last remaining forests in Haiti, as you know, Haiti is down to maybe only 2% of its uh, forested po population remaining. Um, and when they found the bird, it was, a, it was a huge deal because they thought this bird was extinct. Um, but they looked down the mountain and there are poor Haitians farming their way up the mountain through kind of a slash and burn technique who are literally starving. And it's hard to balance that and say, well, we found this, this bird on the brink of extinction, yet look at all this suffering right next door. And how can you, you can't ask these folks to be conservationists. I mean, conservation mostly is for rich people in the sense that we, we can ask people to fence off an area and protect it and not use it because we're so wealthy. We have access to water and food and all the things that we need. But this community, they literally needed this land to survive. And so we we started working on this project where we got deeply involved in some of the concepts and the, the strategic approach on how we would um, improve the lives of the people alongside protecting the bird. And so we created this, this symbiotic relationship between the conservation efforts and the humanitarian efforts. And what was what was Good. What had to be good for the people had to be good for the bird, and what was good for the bird had to be good for the people, and that ended up turning into a, this situation where we're 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 supporting the local team from Bukan Chat, their their soccer team. Like this was a huge realization for us was that 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 soccer was this amazing outlet for them and way for the youth to feel like they were engaged and for the community to feel like we understood their values and what they were interested in, and so we brought energy and resources to their team. And we ended up filming uh, their, their team and helping them get uh, uniforms and shoes and balls and help them um, fund a proper field. And we built a tournament where they played against other teams and other communities that also had this endangered bird. And so we helped bring them to this community through this tournament, this annual Bukan Chat tournament, um, which became the Diablo Teen Festival, which is the which was the nickname for the bird, which is also called the Little Devil. The long story; it's a great story, but you know all these things. So I'll, I'll just quickly get to this part, Max. When we've been traveling with people like the Gates Foundation and Heifer International, so often we go to places. You know, we're in rural. Yeah, I've Kenya, done those shoots. Rural, yeah, I know yeah, you know, yeah, you know. So you're in these rural places where. You're filming with people who are literally living on, in poverty, you know, in, in, in hard to imagine in 2020 or 2021, 
Um, and we're telling a story that will ultimately help their region or help people better understand how to invest in, you know, crops that will help them or different um, energy infrastructure, things like that. But those individuals never see the movie and never get direct results, never get direct benefits from what we're working on. So we come in, we create this thing, we capture it, we leave. It helps the greater vision, but not those individuals. And we did not want to do that. So we built a scenario. We we filmed with these uh, Haitians who we helped become uh, field biologists and help them get work doing the doing the jobs of protecting the species and building up the biodiversity in their region and building up food resources and water resources for their community. And we filmed them because they were really they were the heroes. They're the ones that were taking on all this work and do, transforming their community. We returned with those movies. We showed it in the communities where some people had never even seen a movie before in a town that has no electricity, no running water. And to see the look on these folks' face, to oh, see yeah. themselves doing this work, saving this bird and yeah. saving themselves. And all we were, and at that point, we were able to like let go. We know we are no longer uh, you know, on the ground involved with people. The all the Haitians run the program now entirely I, and I, that was a huge win for us you know this what i what i just love from this is and what's so interesting to me is your willingness or the way that you you go into it from what i can see and this is always as i've known you um you you just you don't seem to have a real the end game isn't necessarily always there it seems like you're really open to whatever twists and turns it might take naturally as you sort of follow it through. That's a really interesting way to a- approach the work that we do. You know, is <laughs> you don't, you don't, to me, you really, you're very open ended. I know you've come back from some of these travels and by the way, he, he's traveling all the time and, or you used to be maybe not as much anymore, but uh, you know, you constantly are on a plane, you're constantly going somewhere. And there was always a new project that had spurned out of the current project or a twist to the project or the project took a turn. And you really didn't put very severe bookends on a lot of things, whether it was a personal project or, or, or what have you, but I've just always been amazed by your just openness to adapting to whatever is just in, in what it seems to be to you feels right. Is that a good way of putting it? Is that kind of what you look for as your litmus? I mean, it just seems like that's what you roll off of is like, it just feels like this is kind of the right way to go. (laughs) Well, I, I, I actually really appreciate you saying that, uh, you know, it's, it's challenging as you know, to be a creative, Mm -hmm. someone who actually feels things really deeply mm-hmm. and then also run a business because know, they, and, they can make, seem at odds, you know, they do, but you somehow, but you somehow make it work. And that's what I think is important, but yet I don't know that always that's and but I think that's true in anyone in our business is we all, uh, I, I, I used to have a, well, you know, Bob Ridgely, um, yeah. an audio guy that I worked with for years. And I, I would just say, you know, how's business? And he'd say, I don't know. It just somehow it just keeps on showing up. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure why it's done it for 20 years. The guy's been you know, he's older than right. us and he's been in the business for a much longer time. And he's just like, it just keeps showing up. I never really know three months out if it's going to keep doing that. Maybe that's just the way our business is, but I, I love the way that you adapt it to also more than just the business, but you know, you've also adapted it to 
like you're very right that in the nonprofit shooting world, there's like this structure. And we did a lot with Gates at my old company, Hankrank Films, and we did a lot with other organizations and they're great, but they have these very specific needs that they're hiring you to, um, you know, to, to come back with the prize, the, the film right. shows and helps raise money or whatever it is. And I just love the way you've adapted that to your own purposes. And then the story with Haiti is, I don't, I don't know that I ever really heard it in that way and that it's just so phenomenal and something that is, is so terrifically uh, necessary and such a, a terrific way to say to folks, we began, we began this process of being filmmakers and such with a pretty open <laughs> mind. You right. got to keep that mind open and you've just done such a wonderful job of doing that and following where it goes. But unfortunately, we don't always get the clarity that might make our lives a little easier in some respects, right? Yeah, no, totally. And and to be, you know, very transparent about that project. I mean, it has been, I've lost a lot of sleep over it and often yeah. wondered if we're doing the right thing. And yeah. fortunately, I have great partners and, you know, we keep just giving the power back to the Haitians that we're working with because they are incredibly talented, hardworking and uh, folks who really care deeply and just usually lack resources. And, and um, so um, in the end, you know, we've been able to play a role in making, improving people's lives incrementally and, yeah. and protecting this bird. And so at the end of the day, uh, you know, I say, well, not only did we do that little bit, but we also learned a ton about ourselves and built these relationships that are so deep for me. And I think that's a big, big part of it is that we think about the story that we tell, but the other part that's hugely important to us is the story behind the story right. and that those relationships are often so much bigger than every, every other part of it. I mean, you know, the Haitian biologists that we work with there, Anderson, Gene, I mean, we are in regular communication, you know, just about what his family's going through. They live in Lascai, uh, Lakai, where the latest uh, earthquake hit and then the tropical storm and, you know, so on and so on, you know, and so our, our lives are deeply intertwined and I'm so thankful for that. Yep. Um, but yep. I mean, yep. you know, you, then you transition to the you know, like other projects we're working on where it's like, you know, uh, bring that, bring that same, like, I, I feel like <clears throat> some of our best projects have been ones where exactly like you described, where we thought we were doing one thing and it ended up being something else. Yeah. And you know, we started out telling some stories for, uh, uh, you know, everybody knows about Give Big, the annual fundraising event. And we started telling some stories and I'm, I'm a huge, passionate soccer fan and the Sounders are my team. And we got a chance to work with them and just tell some initial stories for them around that project. Well, it turned into an opportunity to tell some really deep, meaningful stories in like 60 seconds for right. audiences yeah. Uh, big audiences and shows. raised over a hundred million dollars over five years. But again, you know? it happened because you just, you kind of followed the thread, you know, yeah. you just kind of kept on digging down. And right. it's just another example of one thing leading to another. So many people, the, the, the big question on every Facebook uh, board is how do, how do I, how do I get more work? How do I get going? How right. Do, and, and, and you just exemplify the answer. You just, you just keep following the thread, you know, you just, yeah. keep, you, you, you keep on pursuing it and, and, and everything you're saying is just so exemplary of that, like with the, the sounders and, you know, it starts as one thing and then it kind of leads to another and, right. you know, it's, uh, it's, it's just that it's just, it's a belief, right? It's a belief. It is a belief. And it's so much about, you know, 
I think it is, I think it is a lot of faith, a lot of relationships, <laughs> yeah, a right. lot of things that are hard to put your finger on. And they I think if, if we were trying to talk about this in business school environment, you know, this <laughs> is like, no way to run a business. No <laughs> it's so true. It's like, I try to nope. talk to my friends that are in regular business and I'm like, well, uh, my business doesn't make any sense. So I'm just going to tell you that right now. It's just, no, uh, totally. Well, how do you, how do you work with it? You know, how, we, this is a show about the business behind the business. Yeah, so, we yeah. so how do you, you've got a team, you've got a great yeah. team of folks that you yep, work with. Now do. tell me a little bit about how you follow the thread when you've got sort of, uh, you've got this group of folks that, you know, you're, you're kind of their leader and, and, uh, and obviously, you know, how, how does that work? How does it shape yeah. the team? And tell me about well, your team. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm super thankful um, for this team. And and I think that, you know, part of it was um, coming out of the business over, you know, having been in the business for 10, 10 plus years and then transitioning to run uh, Soulcraft. Right, because you were I'd sort seen, of a, run, you, were, you were sort of a solo Lobo. You were a bit of a running gunner, weren't you? I was I, pre, uh, you know, way back in the day, I ran, I was a run and gun, like solo guy, just scrapping yeah. for opportunities like, and like and um, like all of us and then <laughs> ended up doing like almost 10 years at, at trifilm as their senior creative director and oh, right. that okay, was a great right. that was a great run and then left to start soulcraft and and really just had a vision for what i wanted to create and one yeah. of the things was i was frustrated a little bit just with the you know the ability to use all the artists that i admired and respected and right. Sometimes those are young folks who are just hungry and ready to go. And it's so it's so fun to engage with them. And other times, these are senior creatives that I've worked with, you know, around the world in in insane projects from, you know, you know, uh, back when I was managing African musicians around the world and we were in Africa or at Carnegie Hall for, you know, residencies or things like that. And and they're folks that aren't quite, quite frankly, are too expensive for me. <laughs> and they're my dearest friends. Yeah. Um, and so I came up with this business model and this is where this name came from. Soulcraft is really my reminder that this is literally my work is my soulcraft. And, and I need to be reminded of that, that this is what I love do. doing. I love yeah, do. telling stories, right? <laughs> When you're but turning then, down that big paying job, you got to totally, totally. But this is what I love to do. This is what brings me life. This is what makes me able to, you know, look my kids in the eye every night and be like, yep. I'm doing the work that I believe in. Um, but the all stars are really the team that makes it happen. And yeah. these are incredible badasses. These are writers, DPs, photographers, editors, animators, producers, designers. They're artists you know, that I surround with myself with, and they're all all-stars. And some of them are employees. Some of them are contractors, a part of this larger web of people that some were working together 40, 50 hours a week, um, and others were working on two projects a year. And, and that gives me the freedom to be able to call on people based on where the project goes. Yeah. And, you know, and so like this project- yeah. yeah, like this project that we're talking about in, in Alaska, you know, we were hired by Sea Alaska, which is, you know, a group of three um, Native Alaskan tribes that were arbitrarily put together by the United States government. And, um, and they were really having a challenging time telling a unified story. I mean, you know, the circumstances are not great for them to be able to try to do that. And so it's, it's hard enough to tell your own story. But to try to do that when you have three tribes that need to be represented 
equally and with one voice. And they really needed to tell a story back to their own people um, because they had reclaimed so much of what was important to them um, and vital to them about their land and their language and empowering their own people. And so we stepped into that originally just to start making some movies and ultimately realized that they needed a, a web presence. They needed a distribution model. They needed a storytelling annual report that could be visually driven. They needed, you know, all these other tools, great yeah. photography, all these other things that, that Classic, help them. To meet. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And so we rose up to that challenge and spent a year and a half working with them to help them meet that goal. And we were able to bring in people that I love to work with designers and writers and editors and animators and, you know, all these folks that are near and dear to my heart um, that were able to contribute to that project and, and then move on to the next one where, you know, we were working with the United Arab Emirates on this project called 39 Peacemakers about the role of art to mitigate extremist violence. And this brought in a different range of, of folks that um, uniquely talented all-stars. And I just love that. I love yeah. being able to like <laughs> often feel like, <laughs> you know, the, the dumbest guy in the room and, and be able to try to connect what our clients' communication challenges are to the, the really uh, amazing talents of our artists um, to execute that and to create something that powerfully moves them in the direction of what they need to achieve. And um, yeah, it's again, it sounds just one like of my favorite I mean, parts. Yeah. Just kind of, you're still keeping that idea of just following the thread of, of, of where the work goes and bringing on the right people to match that. But it sounds like you keep it pretty light, uh, you know, not, not a lot of overhead and so forth. Yeah, no, definitely. I feel like that was a thing that I, witnessed when I watched a lot of the age that kind of the agency model yeah. was the, the waterfront property and the, you know, the lots, lots of employees and, you know, a lot of people waiting around for the work. And, and yeah. what ended up happening a lot of times and talking to my friends who ran those agencies was that they were pretty unhappy because they, they had to take a lot of work that they did not enjoy doing, but right. paid well. Right. And, and it was just really because they felt an intense burden to uh, feed and, and employ the people that they had uh, on their staff. And really the creative work was in the side, the side rooms, you know, and, and, and in the often smaller projects or, you know, projects that wouldn't pay the bills of the waterfront property. And I, and I just said, I don't need that. I don't want that. I, yeah. I want, a, I want to be nimble and yeah. I want to be able to say no to work that I don't want to do. And because I know where that takes me. I, yeah. I am too, uh, I'm too kind of sensitive to be able to take on that work and, and survive it and, and still love what I do. So right. I, I do my best to avoid it. Um, and, and we're pretty good at that. And we've been fortunate that people do seek us out and we're in demand and we're doing as much work as we, as we, you know, we want to be doing right now. So I think a lot of people I think a lot of people had begin down the path that you started down too, but they, they do get, they lose the, they get, they get off track and, sure. and what at the risk of 
you know, I, I know everyone hates to and probably should hate to give any advice ever, but what would you, what would you say? Uh, you know, you, you said I have soul craft. I, I named it soul craft just to remind myself what, what sort of advice would you have for folks that either feel like they might've strayed from the path and they, you know, that they dream of getting back to it, um, or that they're just beginning and they're like, I, I want this to be about more than making Adidas commercials. Right. Which we've done. I made Adidas commercial. <laughs> um, and I think to, to that point, I think that, man, you know, you got to go, you got to, you got to give yourself a little bit of, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I mean, you, you you've got to, you've got to be forgiving to yourself. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. you got to chase, chase your dreams and know that it, not everything is ever going to be perfect. Yeah. And, and that's true of every single one of our projects. And they, and cumulatively, they balance out into this body of work that we're really proud of. And, and ultimately, more importantly, clients that we really care deeply about and have wonderful relationships with. But, but I also think that there's something really important about uh, picking your direction and sticking to it. So, you know, I, sometimes I talk to, you know, people who are like, they want to do they want to do documentary work or they want to do, um, you know, brand storytelling or whatever, but they're, they're doing wedding videography and right. wedding video videography, like great industry, you know, yeah. but if yeah, it's yeah. not where you want to be, then you got to get out of that and yeah. you have to go actually work in the, in the craft that you want to be in, even yeah. if that means starting over or, you know, right. taking a pay cut or whatever. Cause you're not going to get where you want to go if you're not in the right industry. Yeah. And so for us, we just try to put ourselves in the lane that is where we want to be. Yep. And then, then that leads us in the direction of the things that we want to do. And does that always work out? No, it doesn't. And, and we have, we've had to say no to things and we've sometimes said yes to things that we've later regretted and it's a learning process, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I love, but I love the word forgiving rather than compromise, quite honestly. Um, you know, cause that was the word that was kind of bubbling up in my eyes. Well, you got to make compromises along the way you do this project to do that project and so forth. But you know, I think that the idea of thinking of it as forgiving rather than compromise, it it it's like it's forgiving of the whole situation that we are all in, you know, that like we still live in an economy that requires, yeah. you know, certain things and so forth. And and so uh and 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 you you also have a great opportunity to learn from each and every project. So regardless 100%. Of what the outcome is, you still can say, oh wow, we really learned how to shoot, you know, something like with a drone and a cool way for this, even though maybe right. it's super commercial, but now we can apply it to all these other things. And that's what's kind of one of the greatest parts of our business is that like you said early on in the conversation, it you're always learning stuff and the field is always changing really fast. Um, <laughs> and, and there's always new gear, new ways of, of, of telling stories and, and, and everything. And, and, and that, and just staying on top of that and being part of it because Soulcraft is very much really, I think of you as, as, as honestly ahead of your time in the way that you, the way that you, you know, you saw this social justice stuff again. I mean, this was 15 years ago, you were talking about this stuff. And I feel like now it's so, oh, it's this de rigueur, you know, right. is, you know, but you, you really, you've been there for forever. You've owned that space. And, and I think the world's starting to come around to, 
your viewpoint. So <laughs> like it or not. Um, I know. Right. Well, I appreciate you saying that that's kind of you. And, and I, I do think that um, being forgiving to yourself is really important, you know, in the yeah. same way you, you need, uh, that's the only way that you learn. And, and, yeah. you know, when you fall down or you make a mistake or you uh, pick the wrong client or say yes to the wrong thing out of, you know, you're like, I'm desperate. I need to, I mean, th- those are all understandable places yeah. to be in. And, and it's uh but you can always recorrect if you know what your true north is. And yeah. I think that's that's the important thing is recognizing that and, and understanding your values. I think one of the most important things that I did, Max, um, when I when I started Soulcraft is and and fortunately my wife was so incredibly supportive. I, I quit my job, started a company, and I told her I really need some time to transition my mindset from being an employee to being a business owner. Yep. And I took two weeks in a tent <laughs> by myself where I swam in the ocean and I hiked and I wrote. And I just tried to really get to the bottom of like, why? Why am I doing this? What is it that I'm really trying to achieve? What would success look like? Who do I want to work with? Who do I want to work for? Um, you know, and all the, answer all those questions. And that was the most important thing I probably ever, I've ever done. Wow. And it, it is... I have that book. It's kind of my Bible. I don't read it often, but I know it's there. And it's really helped me stay the, the course. You, the book that you wrote. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. It just helped me get clear about what was important to me and what I really wanted out of this experience. Yeah. Um, Cause it can get really easy for it to boil down to money. And that's just, for me, that's never been enough. And that's not, that doesn't well, work for me. There's not that no. much money in our business anyway. So no, there's not. <laughs> so it's good if if uh, the, the sooner that you adhere yourself to other things, then it's the better. Because uh, yeah, well, absolutely. that's. I mean, I think I think one thing I'll just tell you is I think one of the biggest takeaways. Like I know that you you're far more of like a gearhead than me, and and part of the part of my like, I wrestled with that, and I got to this place with that where I realized that like, you know the equipment's always going to change. It's always going to improve. And that's not what I'm passionate about. What I'm passionate about are telling the stories that make a difference, that solve a problem, that uh, bring people together, that make us think differently, that, um, you know, those kinds of things excite me. And I want to be a part of that. And I don't really care whether that's a red or a you know C five hundred Mark II, or you know which drone it is. I don't care. Like those now tools you can just are shoot them all on your iPhone uh, thirteen because man, it's <laughs> right. freaking amazing. <laughs> it is, and that's part of the point. And I I think I got to the bottom of it was like I realized that storytelling was really the core for me, and yeah. that that was I recognized that that was that's actually one of the oldest things that human beings have ever done you know since the beginning of time stories are what unite human beings to cooperate or transform yeah Yeah. and they're critical to our advancement as a species and that's what i'm interested in being a part of like making videos i I take it or leave it but but actually being a part of telling stories that matter to us as a species in some way shape or form that move us forward that's really exciting to me and i can get behind that and so when the technology changes or everybody's got an incredible hd hammer in their pocket that's no longer a problem that's a, yeah. that's a bonus that's a yeah. benefit yeah. and so it was a nice shift in thinking that's a you great just, that is a great place to uh to leave our listeners on with that in mind because no truer words have been spoken and 
and uh and yeah just the the core storytelling um yeah and it's 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 really it's fun as hell when you actually get to that place where you get to work with somebody and it's a mutually beneficial relationship where if you tell that story correctly it helps move them forward helps unite people helps create something better for people on the planet and that's what i'm chasing that's what we're chasing at soulcraft all-stars yeah well, Aaron Straight, Soulcraft All Star, Max Kaiser, <laughs> so much. <laughs> uh, I really appreciate you coming by, and um, and we hope that uh, you'll yeah. all come back for another listen uh, next week. So, adieu, and we will see you next time. Thanks again, Aaron. Thank you, Max. Thank you.